0: Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. This is Dave. It's just me today. Um, I am running on coffee right now. It's uh, a late one. It's uh, yeah tough being a European NFL fan, isn't it? But you know, it's a uh, great fun. I am going to look at the entire first round. Um, yeah, so some of you would have watched along with us. Um, thank you for everyone who did. It was a uh, good fun doing that. Um, so if not, you can uh, go to firstandten.co.uk and. Get like the live reaction to picks. Had a little write-up on every single pick on there, so go and have a look at that. But yeah, just going to run through from 1 to 32. Not going to take too long on each one. Uh, some obviously more than others. But um, yeah, we're going to run straight through and I'll kick straight in. First up, we had uh, Cincinnati Bengals and they took Joe Burrow. Um, that was pretty much expected, wasn't it? They seemed to drag out the start of this draft, didn't they? And it's about 25 past 1 by the time this pick got made, but everyone knew what was happening. Everyone knew where the Bengals are going with that. And, yeah, they take Joe Burrow and get a star quarterback straight away. Again, Washington Redskins. Chase Young, it was uh, it had been written in for a long time. I think everyone knew where this pick was going and what they were going to do with it. And, yeah, stuck with Young. And despite rumours they could have traded out, they end up sticking and taking what many consider the best player in the draft in Chase Young and... They get a star, Rusher. Next up, we had the Lions. And this was where all the rumour yesterday was that all the weird things that could happen when the Dolphins trading up to three and potentially trying to package five and three to get to one and all of this stuff. But in the end, I don't think we've got a draft till... Uh, a, pick, a trade, sorry, till pick 13. So, uh, yeah, a long way down. But, yeah, the Lions stick and they pick Jeff Akuda, the cornerback out of Ohio State. And this is just another slam-dunk pick for me. I think he's a, a, he's going to be a star. He is such a good cornerback, and yeah, the Lions replace Slay straight away. Again, I think this is such an obvious pick. All the different rumors, but you know they uh, stick with where they are and take the best player available at the time. And again, like Young, I think Akuda has every chance to become the best player in this uh, draft class. He's one of a few, one of a few players that could really go on and do that. I think cause, Probably four or five, maybe six in this draft that sort of have a, that potential. But And I think uh, yeah, he's very much on that list and probably in the top two for me. Him and Chase Young are the sort of obvious picks there. Next up we have the Giants. And this was the first surprise, really. Um, not position, they went tackle. Um, but instead of going for Jedrick Wills like most people thought they would, they went for Andrew Thomas from Georgia. I think this was the safest tackle of the four, but for me, he has probably the lowest ceiling. And I mean, that ceiling is still pretty good. I think he's still going to be a really good tackle. But yeah, most Giants fans were pretty surprised at this pick, and not the position, as I say, but who it was. I think on the whole, there was no consensus with these. But I feel like if you averaged out people's gradings and ratings, Thomas come out as the fourth more often than not. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. They probably could have traded down, picked up a, another pick somewhere else and still got Thomas, but in the end they were able to take their favourite player and get Thomas at number four. So, I mean, if that's who they've graded the best, then they've got their best tackle, so you can't really slam them too much. But, yeah, it felt like value-wise they probably could have done a bit better from this, but, as so I say, got their player and moved on. Next up we had five and all the rumours that two Tagovailoa could... Uh, well, tongue of Viola, isn't it? Is that what you say But either way, he, uh, all the rumours that he could drop, they sort of went out the window pretty quickly, and he uh, went at five to Miami. This had been talked about for about a year now, and at this pick, and Miami stick, make the pick, and for me, make the right pick. I like her, but don't get me wrong, but to a, such a high ceiling, and when you're picking a quarterback, I don't know why you'd go with a safe option. Um... Or on most most occasions when there's such a difference in sort of upside, I guess I don't know why he would go the safer option here. Tua gives Tua has got the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and while Herbert can be very good, he doesn't have that sort of potential. I don't think. Don't get me wrong; he could develop into a really good quarterback, but I don't think he has quite that ceiling that Tua has. And Dolphins get Tua. Hopefully, he can stay healthy and really be a star in this league because. He has so much talent, and I feel like he's gonna be a fun player to watch over these next decade or two. Hopefully, if he can stay healthy. Next up, we had the Chargers, who again, just this whole sort of first part of the draft was pretty much as everyone expected. Really, on the whole, it was uh, Justin Herbert to the Chargers. Again, another this top six, other than Thomas, but you could have written the position in have been sort of pretty much locked in for quite a while now in just about every mock you see close to this so yeah Chargers get her but another good pick and i think with the way the board fell i don't think they really had a ton of choice i don't think the Chargers are accepting to pick this high again i think they are a team built to win now while i'm not sure herbert's the quarterback to necessarily win straight away that, that roster sorry is built to win now and uh so they've got another pick coming up later in this draft. Yeah, Herbert, I think, is a good pick at six, and I think the Chargers had to make that pick and get their quarterback of the future. Whether he'll start straight away, I don't know. Just because of this sort of weird off-season, it might be hard for him to get in, but I don't think it'll be too long before he's starting for the Chargers. Then, at seven, a little bit of a shock. Not massive shock, because definitely a player they've been linked with, but uh, it was Derek Brown to the Panthers at seven. The defence attacker out of Auburn. I think people were a bit down on this pick, but I like Brown. I think he offers a lot. I think the, this Panthers team is uh, probably in a different position to most. I think they are very much a twenty twenty one team and already looking ahead. Despite signing Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think they're a team that's built to win right away, especially in that division. Obviously, added Brady in there now. You've already got the Saints, and the Falcons are always decent enough. Yeah, I think this is I think this is a decent pick. It's not the pick I'd have made. Um, I'd, I'd have taken Simmons. But, yeah, in Derek Brown, they get a really good defensive tackle who can sort of wreck things through the middle. I'd say it's not, not a sexy pick in any way, but I think he's a good player, and he will be a good player there for years to come. Then we had the Cardinals, who... I mean, I think this is just such a good pick, just because they've literally just gone best player available, which... I think it's the best thing there. They don't necessarily need him, but they've gone for Isaiah Simmons. I think the obvious pick would have been a tackle here. But um, yeah, they go Simmons and get just a game-changing defender who they can line up wherever they want. He can do so many things. He's going to just make any team better and hopefully the Cardinals are a team that can use him properly and really get the best out of him because if a team can do that, then they are getting an absolute star. Uh, Next up was the Jags. Again, another team that could have done lots of things. I think if things had fallen a bit weirdly, I really thought they were going to trade up. They've got so much, so many assets, and uh, I thought they might have used them to sort of get up into the top five and maybe take a quarterback, but they've stuck with Minshew for now. I mean, I think they're very much in the Trevor Lawrence stakes for next year. I don't really see them being a team that's going to compete too much uh, in 2020, but we'll see on that. But they've gone for CJ Henderson, the cornerback out of Florida, I feel like he's somebody that's risen up boards as we got closer and closer to this draft. He seems to have... Not come from nowhere, because he was obviously a lucker... He was probably the second cornerback for most people, but I don't think most people thought he was a top-ten pick. But as it's got closer, more and more people have had him there. And, yeah, the Jags get a good cornerback to uh, replace Jalen Ramsey. Uh, big shoes to fill, but... Henderson is a good player and gets a stick in Florida at Jacksonville, so... Yeah, Jags uh, go cornerback at nine. They had the Browns. Again, this is another pick that I think you could have written in pretty far in advance. Just it was a name to go next to it. But they're always going tackle. Um, they go for Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. And they give Baker even more help. Signed uh, Jack Conklin in free agency. And now they get another tackle here that is really making them, that offense, formidable, really. All of these four tackles that go near the top of the draft are sort of freak athletes, really, and I think that's the thing with the Andrew Thomas pick, that I think these other three are absolute freaks, where Thomas was good, don't get me wrong, but he just didn't have that upside that these other three have. But at 10, the Browns get Jedrick Wills, and I think they are getting a a star there. Um, Next up, we have the New York Jets, and again, they were a team that could have gone wide receiver, but... Well, we end up having more who was taken here than I thought we were. But they go uh, tackle and they take Mekhi Becton, who is just a beast of a player. Uh, a huge, huge man. So much power. He's definitely going to help Sam Darnold. And I thought they, I was hoping they would get him a weapon. I would assume that, I mean, they pick, what, uh, 48 is the next pick, I believe. Yeah, 48. So they pick their... Yeah, is that, yeah. pick a 48. Sorry. let's uh, put there. Yeah, pick a 48. I I would assume they get some wide receiver help pretty soon, because right now they don't have tons there. But, yeah, getting uh, Becton there is there is such a good player, and he's going to be such a good protector for Darnold. So then we had the Raiders, and I think most have penciled them in for wide receiver here. Um... I don't think many have penciled him for Henry Ruggs, though. This was a, a Raiders pick of old, wasn't it? Go for the fastest player of the draft. But in Ruggs, they get a star-wide receiver. I think I think some had pigeonholed him as this sort of just a speedy guy, the, the Sean Jackson who's just going to go up and get the ball deep or whatever. But I think he's so much more than that. He... Yeah, personally, I, I had him as the third wide receiver and would have preferred one of the other two, but teams are obviously going to have it different. But yeah, he really helps that offence. And we I mean, we moving to Vegas, they, they've they got a, at least a flashy player to sell tickets. He's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. So he can absolutely fly, and he's really going to help that Raiders offence. Then we get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who moved up one slot uh, with the 49ers. I always find these sort of one one slot uh, moves a bit odd, but the 49ers had a later pick. I can't remember what the number was now, but I feel like it was uh, quite late to move up. And they get Tristan Wirth, the final of these four tackles out of Iowa. Again, another one of these players that absolute freak athlete. And I think they had to do something on the line. It was their big weakness. And they also going all-in with Brady and, well, Gronk now. So... Yeah, go out, get protection for Brady, and then, again, that offence that's scary. would not surprised if we've added some more help later on in this draft at tackle. Oh, sorry, on the defensive line, not am at tackle. Um, but, yeah, good pick-up there for the uh, Buccaneers, and so move to 13 to get their guy. The 49ers move back one slot. I think a lot of people here were expecting wide receiver when uh, it felt like this. Judy and Lambs on the board, but instead they go for Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina, another defensive tackle off the board at 14. It was um, a yeah, surprise pick, but I think it was a good pick here. He is, I mean, on that defensive line, it, with their other players there, he is just going to cause so many problems. It's like a different landing spot if he was a bit more, I don't know, required to be the man, then I it might have been a little tougher for him. I still think he's a really good player, but I think on this, this is the ideal landing spot for him or any defensive player really is a... To be on a defence like the 49ers is going to help out. But, yeah, along with their other linemen, he is going to cause so many problems. You can move him around. You can do whatever you want with him. And, yeah, he's going to... They're going to have a lot of fun in San Francisco working with him, I think. Then we had the Denver Broncos. And, I mean, I think some people thought they might have to trade up to get a receiver. But, so they sit at 15 and select Jerry Judy, the wide receiver from Alabama. My number one in this class. I think they've got an absolute stud. Um, there, him and Cortland Sutton, Noah fan. That is, that is a scary group of receivers. And I mean, if Drew Luck can move on, I have never been the biggest Drew Luck, Drew Luck, sorry, Drew Locke, I can't even say his name. This is uh what about three hours sleep does for you? Yeah, Drew Luck. I was—I was never the biggest fan of him. I think he's got limitations, but at the end of this last season, he did show that. He's got something and, I mean, he's got plenty of weapons now. Obviously, the run game, they've signed uh, Melvin Gordon, got Philip Lindsay there. There's uh, a lot to work with and the Broncos have sneaky upside now. That division, on the whole, you've got the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Broncos and the Raiders, that is... I mean, the Chiefs are obvious, but the other three are very interesting teams who, in another division, you might be talking about them as a dark horse right now, but... Yeah, the, uh, the Broncos make a great pick there. Pick up Judy and probably didn't even think it was possible they could have uh, got him at this spot. But yeah, get a, get the star wide receiver at pick number 15. Next up, we have the Falcons, who I think they reached a bit. To me, all the rumours were that they were trying to move up all day long and just couldn't get a deal done, which surprised me because I think a lot of these teams would have been happy to move out. So I'm surprised they couldn't get it done. But... Uh, it, all the rumours were that they wanted to go up and get C.J. Henderson, but instead they uh, stick at 16 and end up with A.J. Terrell, the quarterback from Clemson. To me, this was a reach. I It's not that I don't like Terrell. I think he's a decent player, but a pick 16, I think there was a lot better value there. There was even if other defenders. There was other players or try and move back or whatever you want to do, I don't know. But, yeah, I wasn't a massive fan of this pick. They pick for need rather than sort of best player available, and that's never never the ideal thing to do. But obviously it happens. But yeah, they, they, it definitely helps there, and they need that help. But yeah, not my favourite pick of the draft, this one. Uh, well, one of my favourite picks of the draft was 17 of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, despite having Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, they go out and get CD Lamb, while River out of Oklahoma. Absolute star, and... I mean, in this offence, if you're looking for fancy purposes, it's probably not the best landing spot just because of the competition for for sort of touches there. Obviously, you've got uh, two wide receivers I've mentioned already. You've got Elliot, uh, sorry, Elliot, the running back out of backfield. There's only so much to go around, but this offence now is scary. Him as the third wide receiver is, is mad, really. Um, maybe he's a wide receiver too, who knows. But however they work this out... This is a scary, scary offence. and The Cowboys had other needs, more than wide receiver, but I like this move. I think if you're one of the other teams in the division, this is the move. You wouldn't have wanted to make other moves that they could have done. Probably wouldn't have scared you so much, but this one really, really improves that team. And I mean, they're going to score points for fun. Um, Yeah, I mean, does this help them sign Dak and get a better deal? Who knows, but... If I was him, I wouldn't want to be moving away from this offense right now. That's for sure. Uh, next up, we have the Dolphins. Lego for Austin Jackson, tackle at USC. Again, I think this was a little high for him. Um, I think many people had Jones as the uh, next best tackle, but I mean, there's another tackle that goes off the board, and it isn't Jones. So obviously, teams' had rate rated slightly different. Jones is my sort of next best tackle, but at 18 they go for Austin Jackson. Yeah, and another really athletic tackle and you you sign to a, you've got to oh, protect him straight away there's no point mucking around go out get him some help straight away I'd have uh, I'd have loved him to have got Lamb if he had dropped if he had dropped to 18 him and Lamb to grow in together I, I said on the live stream last night I love it I think the um, Colts did the same with Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton where they sort of come into league at the same time and just grew up together basically but, yeah, instead they get the tackle, get uh, to us a much-needed protection. And, yeah, I think he's a fine pick here. Um, it was obviously just who they had rated highest at a tackle. But, yeah, he's not necessarily my favourite player in the draft. And at 18, it's a little bit, little bit of a reach for me. But they make the pick anyway. And I think they, uh, yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. They've obviously, they've got another pick to come in this draft anyway. or oh, in this first round, sorry. I think get your tackle now and if he was the highest rated then fair enough. Uh, next up was probably one of the biggest shocks of the round. Um, the Raiders picking at 19 go for Damon Arnett quarterback out of Ohio State. I mean Percy I thought he was a third rounder. Maybe a second depending on how it fell. So at 19 the Raiders have gone really early here and I mean they have shown since uh, Mayock's been there that they find their guys and just go with them but to me, this isn't, this isn't good value, really, Um, so maybe it'll work out for them, they obviously identify their guys, and they go and get them wherever they, wherever they want them, I suppose, but yeah, I think there was much better players available at this spot, and yeah, this was definitely a reach, I don't think many people thought this was a great pick, I did see some saying that they had Arnett as their sort of fourth cornerback, and fair play, they've He's the fourth cornerback off the board. But, yeah, this felt like somewhere they could have traded back. And I'm sure they were trying to, but trade back and you could have got him anyway. But who knows? And next up, you had the Jags, who pick Kalevon Chase on the linebacker from LSU. Just another really good player. If I'm the uh, Raiders, I'd much rather have gone for Chase on than Arnett personally. But, yeah, Chason, uh, another LSU player gone in this draft. There's uh, still three more, I think, coming in, up in this end of this first round. But, yeah, an excellent player who has so much talent. And I think at 20, he, he needs to, he needs some work and needs to sort of refine his skills a little. But, yeah, a really good player who is going to help sort of rebuild that Jags offence. I'm oh, sorry, defence, sorry. Uh, Yeah, 20 picks in and I'm uh, definitely running out of energy here. So next up we had the Eagles, and I think everyone knew they were going wide receiver. I think some thought they might trade up once uh, Lamb got into reach. The problem was it was the Cowboys they'd have probably needed to trade with, but instead they have to settle for Jalen uh wide receiver out of TCU. I think he really fits what they want to do. I don't think many people had him as the fourth wide receiver off the board, but I think he fits better here than uh, jefferson does um yeah I, I think he's got a chance to be really really productive in that offense pretty much straight away there's not tons of comp- competition for touches there and i think of these sort of rookie wide receivers he probably has the clearest path to get early touches not that the others aren't going to get touches but i think he's got the clearest path to sort of a big role in an offense there in philadelphia um so yeah, in terms of fantasy, this could be he could be your wide receiver one for me. Um, I'm not sure if he is, but I'd have to look at him more. Got drafts starting on uh, Sunday for some of ours, and I think uh, all of ours start a week from today, next Friday, so give people a bit of a chance to start their class. But if you're in one of our dynasty leagues, I think uh, he's a player you'll be looking at for sure. Uh, then we have the Minnesota Vikings, they take a wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, LSU, and so productive in college. I think he fits there. I think the only issue is that um, Adam Feena likes to play out of the slot a lot, and uh, Jefferson, I think he has like nine percent of his snaps out of the slot or something like that. So working out sort of where these players are gonna sort of fit into the offense is gonna be interesting, and in how they move them around. Obviously, uh, last year they drafted Irv Smith fairly early on, the tight end, and. I think they've got some good pieces there. They're just one of them weird teams of Vikings that you're not quite sure whether they're ever quite good enough. This feels like another one of those picks where he's gonna be good, but personally I don't think he's I don't think he's a star. Um I say I think I mentioned on yesterday's the day before podcast that I expected to like Jefferson a lot more coming out of this process than I actually did when it boiled down to it, but I think they get a good player. Um, say, obviously, very productive. Re- sorry, very productive in college, and hopefully, can that can translate to the NFL. And they've got a good pick there. Hopefully, next up we had the Chargers, who moved up from pick thirty-seven and gave up, I think, pick seventy-three, um, a third rounder to the Patriots. They've moved up and picked one of my favorite players in the whole draft in Kenneth Murray, a linebacker out of Oklahoma. I think people have sort of knock this deal but for me I really really like it that defence now is so so good they've got something everywhere they've got a really good line really good secondary and yeah Kenneth Murray's the sort of linebacker that's going to just fly around the field in that sort of defence I think he's going to be a stud so I had him to go into the Ravens quite often in my mocks and I think it's a similar sort of situation here in Los Angeles where he doesn't necessarily need to be the star and that almost frees him up to be a star yeah, I love Murray. I think every year we have uh, favourite players in these drafts. Last year it was TJ Hawkinson, and this year it's Kenneth Murray for me. He was my sort of player, and I was gutted when he failed to 23, and then the Patriots traded out. So, yeah, I'd have loved Murray in uh, a New England jersey, but I think the Chargers get an absolute star in Murray, and I think Murray and Herbert is a nice little pick-up from this draft. Say so you could question whether they could do it the other way around, maybe... Maybe I've gone like Simmons at six and picked up Love here. That's definitely a possibility, but I don't think uh, fans will be unhappy really with this um, outcome. I think Murray is such a good player, and I mean Simmons is the best linebacker on the board. But if you go for a pure linebacker, Murray is the best player. Say Simmons is just a, a defensive player, isn't he? Simmons, uh, um, yeah, Simmons is a all out. Uh, sorry, Murray is an all-out linebacker. And I think, yeah, he's going to do so well at the Chargers. And I said uh, in one of my mocks where I took him to the Ravens, that he has defensive player of the year upside. And I think that is the case playing at the Chargers. I think he could uh, put up some insane numbers. Next up, we had the Saints, who... A little bit of a shock, I guess. But um, they picked Cesar Ruiz, the centre, out of Michigan. Uh, well, he might play centre, might play guard. I'm not sure yet. But... Um, yeah, they uh, shore up the interior there, give Drew Brees some protection in what could be his final year. I thought, Percy, I would have gone wide receiver just to really go for it here. I think that would have probably caused more problems uh, for like, the other teams, getting getting a star receiver out there. But, stay I'm sure they'll address that coming up in uh, the next couple of rounds. So, I don't think they have a second round pick. So, I thought this was a spot they could have traded back from because I think they could have got Ruiz if they traded back. But trade back and get a pick if they could but it obviously didn't work out I mean, so they take Ruiz and I think they get the best interior guy in this draft, I think he is a very very good player and they instantly upgrades that line for the Saints so next up we had the 49ers who traded up to 25 with the Vikings they go ahead and pick Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver out of Arizona State second straight year in Arizona State uh, wide receiver was gone in the first after Nikhil Harry a year ago yeah, I think they've got a very interesting player. He's not the biggest guy. I thought they might have gone for one of these sort of big wide receivers, but no, they go for Ayuk, who... I mean, he's not big, but he has a massive wingspan. He's like Stretch Armstrong or something out there. But uh, yeah, a very interesting player, and I think much-needed help for Garoppolo there um, at wide receiver. Obviously, uh, Kittle is sort of the main receiving threat, but after that, the wide receiver group is sort of OK, but not great. And uh, yeah, really interesting pick here, and I think one that... Could do surprisingly well. Him, Debo. Uh, who else you got there? Can't think of who else is there now. Kendrick Bourne, I guess. Um, yes, L- an interesting wide receiver group, and I think this is a uh, much-needed help for Garoppolo. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how Shanahan uses him in this offense. Pick 26, and probably the shock pick of the first round. The Green Bay Packers trade up from uh, pick 30 with the uh, sorry with the Dolphins. And they take Jordan Love, quarterback, out of Utah State. I mean, are they, are they uh, doing to Aaron Rodgers what happened to him all those years ago with Brett Favre? I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting one. Last night, I really liked it. But as I thought about this more, I'm not so keen on it. Um, when I know it's a similar sort of situation to Rodgers when he was drafted with Brett Favre. But at the time, Brett Favre... It was like he could have retired at any time. Basically, there was no sort of guarantees of how long he was going to go on for. Where with Rogers, you don't feel like he's going to retire in the near future. That's for sure. Definitely in the next sort of few years. So, to me, this is a place to go out and get a weapon for Rogers. I don't. Yeah, I had last night. I don't know. Rogers retired or whatever. I really like this pick, but sort of as it's gone on, I've really come to question this pick and really gone done a big 180 on it. I like Love as a quarterback. I think he's a really good talent who I think will benefit from sitting behind a quarterback like Rodgers. But I just I don't like the spot really now. I'd have much rather seen him at the Colts where you've got a clear sort of pathway. You're going to have Philip Rivers for a year and then move to Love next year. Here, I mean I think it's 2022 before the Packers can even really consider trading Rodgers. I think at that stage he has a seventeen million cap hit for in twenty twenty two, so I mean that's the earliest he's gonna start really, isn't it? I can't see him winning that job before then. So is it, to me this just puts the Packers in a really awkward spot. They could have gone out and gone sort of more win now, but instead they've drafted a the quarterback that I mean potentially doesn't even play for three years. Which yeah, I just at first I really liked it. As it's gone on I have really turned on it and yeah, I do not like this pick at all. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to say the least, but yeah, not a pick that I I support, I guess. Uh, then we had the Seahawks, who actually stuck in the first round. I think they traded down like eight years in a row or something like that. Uh, they picked Jordan Brooks, linebacker on Texas Tech. Again, a weird pick. Brooks is a good linebacker, I think, but I mean, Patrick Queen was still on the board. Probably a better linebacker than Brooks. But Seahawks go for Brooks, Texas Tech, and I mean it's not a position of need, is it? They've got some stars there. Uh, Ross told me he likes this pick, and I wasn't so sold on it myself. But the Seahawks—they never do quite what anyone expects them to do, do they? And uh, yeah, they take Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech. Then the Ravens, who yeah, as I said earlier I really thought they'd take Murray. I'd have mocked a lot of times for Murray even going up to get him being said, they don't, they wait and they get Patrick Queen, who a lot of people had as the best linebacker in this class, not me, but um, lots of people did, and I do get that, Queen is a very, very good talent, and like with Murray, I think on this defence he can be a star, he doesn't need to produce, and as I said with Murray in uh, LA with the Chargers, that almost frees him up to really produce and be a star, he is... Sort of another guy, there's so much talent on that Ravens defense and they didn't have many needs but linebacker was one and I think Patrick Queen could, again, another one of these as Defensive Player of the Year, sort of upside for sure. Him and Murray are two players to really look out for. Two linebackers near the end of this first round that I think have found two absolutely ideal sort of landing spots and yeah, I'm very excited to see these two developers players for sure. Uh, next up, we have the Tennessee Titans at pick 29, and unsurprisingly, they go tackle, and it is Isaiah Wilson. I think he is one that had sort of risen up the boards. Um, yeah, not, not my favourite tackle in the class, but he is a very, very good run blocker, and I think that is the sort of key thing the Titans are looking for. Obviously, Derek Henry is where this offence runs through, and. They've given him a lot of help. They're giving Tannehill help as well, of course, with Wilson. But I think uh, Henry's the one who will be happiest out of this. He loses Conklin, but, yeah, gets Wilson in. I'm not sure Wilson's as good as Conklin, but um, he is a very good player. And I think, uh, yeah, Henry will be very happy after losing Conklin that he's got a replacement straight away. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins after that trade with uh, the Packers. And they take cornerback. Right, I'm going to give this a go. Noah Igbin ojean Is that how you say it? I'm not 100% sure. Noah we will go with. Uh, Yeah, cornerback out of Auburn. Getting little bit of a reach for me. Um, Similar to their second pick with uh, Austin Jackson. But, again, they get cornerback help. And there was other players I would have gone here if I was the Dolphins. I would have gone McKinney, maybe. He was well I'll talk about them at the end but he's my favorite player left on the board I think yeah they get cornerback um they get help there and I think they'll be pretty happy overall with the uh first round they get two uh Jackson and now Noah um they got they got just the toughest names to pronounce in this whole draft I think I think that was their their mission um yeah, they get a really good corner out of Auburn. So not my favourite corner, but they get a talented player who can definitely help that secondary. And uh, yeah, he has a chance to grow there in the Dolphins. And I think they've, they're have they going to cut out this uh, free agency and draft period as a much, much better team. And I don't know if they're ready to compete or anything, I'm not going to go that far. But I do think they're going to be a team that can definitely upset a few teams. And maybe as the year goes on, maybe they'll really come together. But I think they made some really good signings in free agency and, yeah, I like this start to draft for them. And, obviously, still got plenty of picks to come. So, then we had 31 and the Minnesota Vikings after that trade with the 49ers. And they take Jeff Gladney, uh, cornerback out of TCU. He was my favourite cornerback left uh, ahead of... Well, I'd have him ahead of Arnett and Terrell, personally, who went at three and four. So, he was my uh, third cornerback, Gladney. And I think the Vikings... I think most people thought they were going to go wide receiver and cornerback and they don't disappoint and they do that. um, They get a replacement for uh, Xavier Rhodes. And, yeah, I think Gladney's a good player. I think he needs some work. I think uh, he definitely needs to refine his talents and he's not necessarily going to be a star from day one, but I think he has a lot of upside and there's so much to like about him as a player. So I think uh, he definitely needs some work, but... Yeah, I think they've got a good player in Minnesota and Gladney and picking up 31, I think that's good value there. Obviously, added a pick from that Packers move. I'm sorry, 49ers move. They've had a pick there and, yeah, I think they uh, get a good cornerback in Gladney. It wouldn't surprise me if they'd have picked him at uh, 25 anyway, if they'd stuck, so they get good value for him here. Then the final pick of the first round, and I'll be honest, I didn't think he was going to go this high. I didn't have a running back going in the first, but he was my running back one and... He was sort of my almost uh, fantasy weapon. He was the one I was targeting in all the fantasy drafts. We're going to do a fantasy podcast ahead of uh, your rookie drafts next week. And he was one I was going to be sort of banging the table for. It is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back out of LSU. I think he is such a good player. And he was, he was by far my favourite running back in this class. I like Swift. I like uh, Taylor. I like I, I like the group as a whole. But Edwards-Hilaire was the one who had... Real upside, and in the Chiefs' offence, he is... The sky's the limit, I guess. He is going to... He's got such a good sort of skill set for that offence. He's got lovely hands at the backfield. He's a good runner. He's just that modern running back, and I'm not a big fan of ever taking a running back in the first, but, I mean, if you're going to pick 32s, okay, I guess. But the Chiefs get a fantastic weapon there. I think they could have gone other directions... I would have probably gone other directions but I do still really like this pick and I love the landing spot for uh, Edward Tiller here and I think say rookie drives coming up look out for him at number one I think I think he's such a good player and this is such a good landing spot the Chiefs confined running game from anyone they can get the best out of a running back and a running back as talented as the him they've done so much they've done so much with t- uh, running backs with a lot less talent than he has got so yeah look out for him next year and it wouldn't surprise me if Williams starts the season as the starter but hell, uh, as they go on could see a situation a bit like Chubb um, when it was with uh, Carlos Hyde I believe yeah Carlos Hyde in uh, Cleveland where Hyde started the season and then they end up trading hideaway just because they didn't want to hold Chubb back anymore and look how it's worked out for him. So yeah, Edward Soler, lovely pick, uh, pick 32. And a uh, bit of a luxury pick for the Chiefs, but one that is going to really, really do well. And oh, I'd be surprised if he isn't a star. To be honest, I really, really, really like him as a player. Now yeah, he was definitely one that I was uh, saving up for these fantasy podcasts to really go for and yeah. I think he's got so much upside and so much talent so yeah fantasy wise I think he's a, a sneakily amazing pick but yeah we'll see how that plays out so that is the first round in the books I'm just going to have a look at some of the sort of best players left on the on the board for me number 1 player left is Xavier McKinney the safety he is so good he is such a good here. You can move around. You can do so much stuff with. You can, yeah, you can do so much with him. And I'm really surprised he's not off the board already. He is such a good player. I had him as somewhere in like the middle of the first round for me, somewhere between sort of fifteen to twenty. I thought he was going to fall. There's a few teams around there that could have taken him, but it didn't work out for him. And I think whoever gets in has getting an absolute steal uh aj epinez the edge rusher from iowa again another player who i thought could have gone in that sort of middle sort of top half of the middle of the first round uh, sorry top part of the middle uh, top, top part of the bottom half of the first round sorry yeah he is an excellent edge rusher and again i would be surprised if them two aren't off the board in these first sort of five or six picks of the draft Uh the second round sorry end. As a Patriots man, I'm, I would take either of them right now. Uh, I would I would move up to if, if the thirty three is available, I'd move up and get McKinney. I think he's an absolute stud, and again, a position of need for the Patriots. So yeah, McKinney, I would love him to be a Patriot, but yeah, an excellent player. And the same. Either of those players are, I think, such good value here in the second. Now they are definitely underdrafted, and I'm really really surprised I still sat here at uh, at the start of the second round. And um, then you've got some offensive players. Well, another defensive player, sorry, uh, is Zach Bourne. I, I I did wonder if he could drop a little because uh, rumours about a drug test and sort of a failed... I think it was uh, like a diluted sample or something like that. I can't remember what his was now. But, yeah, not great and a sort of a red flag just ahead of the draft. So that does often see these players sort of dropping down a little bit. But, yeah, Bourne is a, yeah, a really good player. And I think... Uh, he will go pretty early on day two. So, on the offensive players. You've got, obviously, the running backs. You've got Jonathan Taylor. You've got DeAndre Swift. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. They're the sort of three sort of star running backs. I don't know when they're going to go. I, I would guess all three are gone in this second round. But I, I wouldn't surprise if one of them ends up being a third. Maybe Dobbins drops to the third. But who knows? But yeah, again, all three talented players and different types of running backs. But... I think Swift's the best sort of all-round back. I think Taylor's the best sort of just pure runner. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting where they fall. You've got, obviously you've got one of my favourite sort of talents. I think he's um, a bit of a enigma and sort of needs the right spot. But uh, LaVisca Chenault uh, Jr. out of Colorado, he he's one of my favourite players in this. And, again, I think he needs the right landing spot. He's the sort of player I'd really like to see land with someone like the Saints, where uh, Sean Payton can sort of almost mess around with him and do weird things with him, because he's the sort of player that can line up all over the, all over the place, a bit like uh, Percy Harvin was back in the day, where you could just sort of move him around and do all sorts of things with him. I think he's that sort of player, and I would love to see him get a really good landing spot here, where an offence is going to really use him. A bit like we say with Simmons on defence, he hasn't got quite that level, I don't think, but I think he is a, a wide receiver with massive, massive upside, and yeah, someone who can, I think, cause defenses problems throughout his career. So, yeah, landing spot for him is going to be really interesting. But, yeah, one of my favourite sort of prospects left. And I'd have been quite happy to take him somewhere at the back end of the first if I was one of those teams there. But, say, false falls to second and he has had some injury issues, so you could see him fall even further. But, yeah, landing spot again for him is going to be very, very interesting. Um, T Higgins was here at Clemson again another one with absolutely insane production I think he's over 2,000 yards last year and about 300 touchdowns that so might be an exaggeration but close to it he I feel like he's going to go off the board pretty soon on day two he yeah he's a very very good wide receiver there's, there's so many good receivers in this class that obviously it's a tough to sort of nail down one but yeah I think Chenault's probably the most interesting, but Higgins is probably the best wide receiver left. But, uh, yeah, again, as we saw yesterday, it sort of just comes down to what teams want and sort of fit with those teams. But, yeah, I think Higgins is going to go off the board probably the next wide receiver if I had to put money on it. Yeah, really interesting players there. And, obviously, I think you could see a few more quarterbacks go today. Um, Jalen Hurt's probably the one to look out for in round two. Uh, Maybe Easton in round two. But I think he's probably more likely to be a third. Same with Jake Fromm. And then you get into some of the deeper players that are, I think they had the three you'll probably see go today but um, yeah might see another one jump up or might even see one of them fall a little but yeah I'd expect to see one of them to one of them lot go and I mean, the Patriots have a few picks and so maybe Hurts uh, goes to New England there but we'll uh, see where they end up but yeah that is pretty much the best players available I think Um so you got some like lots of good players, and this is, a, this is a really interesting class. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, decent players. You've still got some a good tackle left in Josh Jones. You've still got say good, uh, really good defensive players left. If if I'm one, if I, I'm uh, needing the edge rush, I'm delighted that Epanayev has fallen this far because I think he was one of the better edge rushers in the class. And yeah, falling into second, you're getting good value there. So. Yeah, lots for teams to like and lots of teams to be interested in. So, yeah, really interested to see how this day two plays out and round two and three. And, uh, yeah, I'll try and come back tomorrow. I don't normally do one on a Saturday, but obviously draft season, I'll make an exception and hopefully come back tomorrow and uh, do a review of round two and three. Probably won't go for each individual pick, obviously. Uh, there's <laughs> double the amount of picks. But, yeah, it's uh, been really fun doing this draft courage, and thank you all for listening. So, I mean, if you want to find out more, you can uh, follow us on Facebook or uh first and 10 underscore on twitter um we've got an instagram page that is i think it's the first and 10 network but uh, if you search first and 10 will pop up we're going to be doing more stuff on there um say first 10.co.uk we've got some plans for a lot more written content we're going to have uh, lots of draft reviews and that sort of thing coming out if you want to get involved then please get in touch with us because say we're always looking to add more podcasts we've had two more people in the last week that are going to be starting new podcasts in the not too distant future if you want to do one about your tier if you want to do something about some something else so like one of these podcasts starting this week is going to be looking at the history of uh, the nfl so something completely different to anything else we've ever done before and not the sort of podcast you see much of so hopefully something very interesting something very different so if you've got an idea for something something you're sort of passionate about then get in touch because we can probably sort something out for you and whether you've got any experience or not that does not matter we can help you out completely you don't need any equipment, as long as you've got headphones, like your phone headphones that come with a microphone, they'll be good enough. Not, don't get me wrong, you could do better than that, but they will be enough, and you're better do a good podcast using those, so yeah, don't need anything special. There's free software that you can do it on, you send it to me, I edit it all, and uh, put it out, so yeah, if you're interested in that, get in touch, interested in writing, getting in touch, just uh, drop us a message on either of those platforms, say Facebook, First and Ten, or... Uh, twitter at first intent underscore but that is me done for round one of the draft i am shattered i've had about th- yeah three hours to sleep i think and uh yeah trying to work out how i'm going to power through tonight but we'll work it out and uh yeah we'll be back tomorrow with uh, more coverage of the draft so thank you for listening and i will speak to you tomorrow